everyone. My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the, the Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Welcome back, Homegirl Hustlers, to another episode. This episode is all about how to live a happier, more fulfilled life. And let's be real, I think it's something we all need. Sometimes in life, there are points where we feel like we aren't consistently happy or fulfilled, whether that's in our personal lives, professional lives, or just in general. There are other times where we've felt fulfilled in the past, but maybe we've hit a lull or a low spot or feel stuck. Or maybe it's just that you're content, but you know there's more to life than where you're currently at. So no matter which of the scenarios describes you the most or you relate the most to, this episode is honestly, again, so needed for all of us. We are going to dive deep into how you can take steps to live a happier, more fulfilled life, and we're so excited to do so. So first, before we get into the episode where Abby and I are going to be talking about this topic today, we want to go into times where we haven't felt fulfilled and super happy, and then fast forward to where we have felt fulfilled and happy in our life. So I'm looking at Abby. I'm ready. (laughs) Seeing, you know, which one of us wants to go first. I'm like, which one of us wants to go first on this? Oh, oh my gosh. This is something that I need to talk about today. I'm telling you, because I just have been making a lot of steps in the past few weeks to make myself happier. And it's been really exciting. So just to start with some times that we have not felt super fulfilled, I will say that I'm going to give two examples, okay? I'm going to give a high school example. That's why I have to give two because high school is a while back. But when I was in high school, I played three sports. And I was a varsity triathlete by the time I was a sophomore. And I was just crazy great at sports. Woohoo! So I played every sport because I was just so great at them that I felt like I needed to do it all. I ended up playing basketball. And by the end of my sophomore year, I realized I didn't want to play basketball. So I told my coach, I don't want to play basketball. I don't like it. I'm really good at it. I'm in the newspaper. Great. I am not fulfilled. I am not happy on this team. And basically, I was told, you're good at it. You're the captain. You're a leader. You should stay. And I stayed. And I did not enjoy it. But I did really well. And at that point, I started getting fulfilled by validation rather than what actually made me feel on fire. And I was so young, I didn't realize this until hindsight when I was in college. And also, I realized I beat up my body playing basketball, even though I loved volleyball. So when it was time to play volleyball, I couldn't show up. This is like an example I want to share because you could look at it as a metaphor almost like You're going to spend time doing things that don't make you feel fulfilled. And at the end of the day, it's just going to beat you up. And you're going to get those little things that you're looking for that fill the ego, but don't fill your true self. So that is my example of something that made me not feel fulfilled. Another really easy example is corporate America. Okay. (laughs) I just just quit my job, as Beyonce says. I wish we could, like, cue the audio of, like, Don't Break My Soul. So I was like, I just quit my job. And it's, like, open the floodgate. She opens the doors and there's, like, a waterfall that comes out behind her. Exactly. See, podcasts would still get the visual. So when it comes to corporate America, I knew, honestly, when I had my internship, I came home one day and I told my dad, like, hey, I really like my job. I'm good at it. I enjoy it. But when I come home, I don't feel fulfilled. And that was not the time I felt like I was 
like enjoying something, but I wasn't fulfilled. Like it wasn't filling me up. Like it wasn't purposeful to me in my life. Yes, it was getting me money. Yes, I had great benefits. Yes, I had a car, but I was not happy. And so I'm just going to keep that one short because I can go on about that all day. But those are two examples that really stand out for me just in life. How about you, Hannah? Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) No, what you gave was a really good example. Again, I like how you said in high school and in your adult life because those are two different parts of your life that you can, again, from memory, just pull up and say, wow, these are times that I didn't feel fulfilled in what I was doing in my life. And then you made the steps, and we'll talk in a second about what did make us feel fulfilled and happy and what you did do to make that change. But not only the times that you felt that unfulfillment and that you weren't super happy with what that was going on when it came to your corporate job and in high school with sports. And so you were able to, you know, fix those situations by actually taking action on on what you were noticing when you weren't being fulfilled. For me, the example that honestly comes to mind is, again, somewhat recent, somewhat not, but it was my first year in college, actually. So past high school, I moved to Texas my junior year from Chicago, which was a big deal. And honestly, I didn't really feel fulfilled then either. So I could go into that. But just to save us some time, honestly, I was going to apply to a big university and going to go to a big university my freshman year of college. Long story short, I stayed back and I nannied for one year and I took community college classes for one year and I nannied while the people I was nannying for, the dad was getting cancer treatment. And I was in, I was nannying these kids. I was there 40 plus hours a week. Like I was doing full time while taking classes because the following year I transferred to A&M. But I found Throughout that year, there were so many times where all my friends had left high school and gone off to big colleges. And I'm watching them on social media, like obsessively, just sitting there with like a two-year-old and a (laughs) four-year-old and just like sad because I wanted to be there. I wanted to be in college. I wanted to be living life. I wanted to be in a different city. And it's so funny because in that time, I so badly wanted anything more than to move to College Station and move into that phase of my life. And now it's the opposite. Like, I'm so excited to move back to Dallas where I started, which is very interesting the way it it flip-flopped. But anyway, I was doing something that was fulfilling me somewhat. Like, I enjoyed being with the kids. They're still a huge part of my life. I literally just FaceTimed the little girl. She's now so many years older and we're like best friends and she tells me all the things she's doing and I built great relationships with these kids because I was there so much. But I was stuck comparing myself to everyone else my age and what they were doing and that made me sad. And that actually, when I look back, affected my relationship with Andrew who was my boyfriend at the time because he was going through a bunch of stuff like living his life, being independent and I was texting him like obsessively which I am not that way. If you know me, I am not the obsessive like person in the relationship. I'm not like a clingy person, but I was not happy in where I was. So I was like, why aren't you responding to me? Like we need to talk all the time. Like we have distance. We need to be doing this. And Andrew's like, chill out, dude. Like, <laughs> Calm down. It's okay. And I'm sitting there like, it's not okay because I wasn't feeling fulfilled and I was kind of looking to other things to try to fulfill me instead of fixing the problem at hand, which was honestly me comparing myself and not being grateful and happy at where I was and understanding the purpose that I was serving. So I feel like that was a time that sticks out to me of like, wow, I feel like I didn't waste my first year of college, but 
my first year of college, I could have definitely spent being more grateful and happy and content with where I was than complaining and being negative and feeling like I was missing out. Yes. No, that's valid. And when you're in these moments, it's like the end of the world. And it's not even just the end of the world. It's just like something deep down inside is like poking at you every day. Like, hey, you're not happy. You're not happy. You're not happy. You're not happy. And it's like, what are you going to do about those feelings? I really think what stood out to me is in both of our stories, we are, me and Hannah, we're like opposites in how we attach ourselves to things. So like me, when I didn't feel fulfilled, like I like just like distance myself and like settle. And then Hannah's a little more anxious about it. And so also notice these differences because they don't always show up the same in your life. You know, some people have anxious attachment styles. Some people have avoidant attachment styles. When these things start poking at you, how you react can look different than the next person, but be able to be aware of these feelings because that's the first step to stopping these feelings from escalating into something more. You are preaching. Oh my gosh, yes, because that is so true. And you may not be able to see that in the moment, but like that's not me and that's not you. When we're at our best, we're not at our avoiding and anxious attachment styles. So when those things start happening, it's a cry for help, not even a cry for help, but like a sign of like, oh, something's happening. You know, like me doing that to Andrew and acting that with Andrew, I'm like, that wasn't me. Like that wasn't who I am when I'm comfortable, when I'm happy and when I'm fulfilled in my life. And when I'm living my best life, I am not that way. And so I really wish I would have figured that out sooner and noticed that of like, why am I reaching out to him all the time and being obsessive and annoying and anxious? Like, that's not who I am. Let me reflect and look at that. And so that was a really good point that you brought up. Yes. Well, going off of that, Abby, we talked about what there were times in our life where we weren't fulfilled and super happy. Now I kind of want to go into it because I feel like we're both at a point in our life where I can confidently say we're taking steps every day to continuously be fulfilled and genuinely happy. And so I want to ask you too, going off of the two examples you gave, what helped make the switch for you and what does that look like now? Not that again, too, guys, everything's perfect and we're just 100% fulfilled and happy, yeah. but you know, what made the switch to working every day towards that and not feeling like that anymore? Oh, okay. I wasn't ready for this question. I was ready for a different question. Like, oh, what makes me fulfilled? But what made me make the switch? When I lived in Spain for four months, which every study abroad kid, it's like a broken record when I studied abroad. But when I was out of the country for four months, I got on a plane. I didn't know a soul. I had nothing that I had possessed, like no possessions that I like really needed. And I had nothing to lose either. And I had four months to just reinvent myself. And that was the first time I looked myself in the face and I was like, oh, do I want to work that corporate job? I'm really happy sitting on the edge of this rock on this island, journaling, listening to music. I love traveling. I love learning about new people. I started noticing things that I just thoroughly enjoyed because I was trying so many things at once. And then I realized when I went back to school that there weren't a lot of things around me that were making me have that spark, that were making me have that excitement that I would find in little things in life. And so after graduating, I kind of isolated myself and lived in Florida, but like central Florida, an hour away from the closest family member for a year and a half. 
And I really had a lot of time to self-reflect. Like, I don't turn on the TV for background noise. I don't blast music so I don't hear my own thoughts. I'm someone that will, like, look myself in the face, like, every day for a year and a half. And I found things that made me happy. I would stay up till 4 a.m. building marketing stuff, content for my family's business for free, for free. Nobody had to pay me. I was so excited doing it. Like it made me so happy. And I noticed, wow, I, maybe I shouldn't have gone to sales. Maybe marketing was my thing. I loved modeling, but I loved international modeling. And I realized it made me happy to create, not to be pretty and to stand on the stage and to be praised. It made me happy to bring something to life. And as I slowly started realizing these things, Hannah asked to start a marketing agency. And I was like, girl, I got my whole life already planned out. And she was like, but Abby, there's so much opportunity. And I was like, you know what? I love it. And if you open doors that the universe knows is for you, that God knows that those doors are for you, and you walk through those doors, the doors that open after that are also for you. It's still crazy, Abby, too. We talked about in college, like jokingly bringing it up of like, what? Jokingly day we're do as this. freshmen. Oh my gosh, jokingly as freshmen. And our parents are like, mm hmm, mm hmm, yeah, sure. Even okay. we were like, yeah, let's do it. Like we were both like genuinely like, yeah, sure. But like we were in college figuring life out and going through experiences and like the reality of it actually happening was probably at that time, you know, we were like, yeah, sure. But like, you know. But even I asked you like our junior year, remember? I was like, Hannah, do you really want to do this? And you're like, uh, I'm focusing on other things. Like, and I was like, yeah, you're right. Like life's just like throwing things at us. And so because there's a lot of things that come ways. with starting a business, especially with your best friend. And mm-hmm. when you're juniors in college, you're kind of like, you don't really know. And you're like, eh, I don't know. Like, I just didn't even yeah. know for sure. And I'm not going to say yes, unless you knew for sure. Neither of us knew at all. But I will say that's what made me make the switch. I started opening my eyes to just the things that made me excited, things that made me happy. And now I know what makes me happy. And I started saying no more. I start setting boundaries for my happiness and for my fulfillment and my joy because I only have one life. I only have so much time on this earth. I want to make the most out of it. So set boundaries, say no, do what makes you happy, do what makes you fulfilled, not even in a selfish way, just in a you have one life to live way. Do what's important to you. There are a few things that I like that you brought up, even when you just said not in a selfish way. I feel like today in our culture, it can be like, put yourself first, be selfish, be selfish, be selfish. And while I get what they're saying, like it is important to focus on you and what makes you happy and say no to the things that doesn't and do all this stuff. And that can be seen as selfish. It's also important. And we'll talk more about this too, about, you know, spending your time selflessly and giving that to others and being selfless while you're doing that as well. And so we'll talk more about into that when we like get into more things I know that we want to talk about with this topic. But I also love that you mentioned too, like, I feel like a lot of people in this day and age, in this generation, when things don't go their way or when something happens, when they're feeling unfulfilled, they feel everything with distractions. They decide, okay, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to binge watch a million seasons of Netflix. I'm going to, like you said, like blast music really loud. I'm going to drink my life away. I'm going to do drugs to make me feel something. I'm going to distract, 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 distract. And oh my gosh, that is like Satan's tool, a number one tool. Keep them distracted so that they can't see reality, so that they can't sit alone with their thoughts, so that they can't actually feel the things that we need to feel. And then eventually Mm. you're distracted and distracted and distracted and distracted. 
and you are just gone because you've, you've decided instead of prioritizing all the important things, figuring out yourself, sitting with yourself, being accountable with yourself, you've just distracted yourself and turned everything off. And that's our culture. It really is. It's so easy. Like literally, I have an example, like more personal one too. Andrew's brother, he's doing amazing right now. He's fulfilling himself with his career and he's doing all these exciting things. But there was a time in his life where he was just filling himself with like video games, a job he hated, like alcohol, every type of distraction. And you just could tell he was just like not happy for a period of time. And we tried to just like take those distractions away or talk to him or like, you know, help in any way that we could. And eventually he got out of that little rut that he had, but it was like, it's so common. And then people, again, it's just like you just get comfortable in being distracted and you don't sit along with them. So going to what I feel like too, that made me make the switch, even in going back to my freshman year when I was talking about, you know, my period of life during that time, I started really focusing on kind of similar, honestly, to what you said with like, what made me happy, I started doing more of what made me happy. And I started doing less comparison. Because guess what, I'm really not a sorority girl. I'm really not that's just not me. And I was being jealous of all these other girls in sororities thinking that I needed that. And I wanted that. But that's not even really me nothing against whoever is I mean, I think it's great and amazing. But I just wasn't passionate about that. And I'm sitting here just scrolling and scrolling, scrolling, comparing, comparing, comparing. And that for me was it. I needed to stop comparing myself and to start living authentically. And that's when I started taking chances on myself with fitness, getting my certified personal trainer's license because I was really into fitness. I started becoming an influencer because I really loved creating content. I loved creating content. I started taking chances with marketing because I was so passionate about social media, about digital marketing, about how we could track the progress and get results of a return on investment. I was so passionate about all that. And I didn't have any of that when I was in my freshman year because I was so focused on comparison. I was so focused on everything else. So it was like, for me, it was the step of stop comparing and start figuring out what I loved and taking those chances with myself. Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad you got to that point. I feel like, again, I feel like this is very relatable to a lot of you guys if you guys have been in a similar situation. But I feel like it's also very important to prioritize relationships over possessions because that can lead to a more fulfilled life because I feel like a lot of people too, they chase possessions or they chase things. I was talking to a guy today and he was like, he was like, the second I stopped chasing the money and actually chasing my passion and what I'm good at and what I'm really good at better than anyone else, that's when the success ended up started coming my way because I stopped chasing the possession, stopped chasing the money. So I feel like it's really important to prioritize relationships over possessions when feeling fulfillment because relationships provide a lot of fulfillment. So Abby, is do you have an example of how you've been able to do this or giving your feedback on that? I'm curious. Yeah. So I always give examples of like, oh, spending time with family. But I'll also say one thing that has been really brought to me in the past year, I have a mentor and he always is like just putting himself in the right positions to, again, just make his passion come to life. And he has told me, I would rather work for free in the biggest opportunity of my life than to work for a little amount in something I've already been there, done that, already experienced. And the reason for that for him was because he'd rather develop relationships with the right people and relationships and like grow with people in their bigger purpose rather than get paid. And 
honestly, this guy right now, he throws some of the biggest events with like different franchise groups in the country. He's thrown fashion shows around the world um, from just traveling the world and using his relationships. And this is not really what you expect when you ask someone like how to prioritize relationships, but just talking about businesses, a lot of the times we're chasing possessions, we're chasing money, we're chasing materialism, we're chasing what we think we're worth and what we're tying ourselves worth to. And like when it comes to relationships, I know that I have relationships in my life that will get me way further than $10,000 will right now, like as we speak. And that is not because I am naive or because I let people take me take advantage of me as it may seem to a lot of people, but it's because at the end of the day, those things are the reason. And I even told Hannah this morning, I'm like, we're talking about one of my, my godfather. And she's like, wow, it's great. You have people on your life like that. And I was like, no, it's great. We have people in our life like that. Cause I don't think we'd be able to build the company to as big of that scale. If I didn't have someone like that. And this man, I worked for him for free for like eight months of my life. Not because he was taking advantage. He made sure I made money. He was like, okay, at some point you need to make a commission or something. <laughs> but he truly was teaching me so much. I did not care about the possessions anymore. I just wanted to grow and with him as a person. And now it's coming back tenfold as we're talking about adding him as a partner in our own business with different things. So yes, prioritize family, prioritize all those things. I always talk about that. But like also just on a way deeper level and things that you don't want to let go of and you feel like you can never let go of or you're worth so much. It's like you are worth a lot. You're awesome. But like at the end of the day, are you letting your pride get in the way of your purpose? Like you have to ask yourself that sometimes. Amen. And I feel like too in our last episode, we talked a lot about why it's important to prioritize those relationships instead of chasing the possessions. We gave a lot of great tips on that. So I feel like this is too something that we definitely went over. So if you guys haven't listened to our last episode, we definitely give a lot of tips. And I give a specific example too about someone who gained everything and then lost everything when it came to chasing possessions over relationships. So I feel like, again, just adding to what you're saying, like it's so important. It's so important. Yes. Another thing that's super important is to be accountable for your words and actions because it brings you into reality and helps you understand how others are receiving your actions. So by that, I guess like when you say something, mean it. When you do something, mean it. And also be aware of what you're doing because sometimes you're not even aware of how it's impacting people aside from your intent. So Hannah, What's your take on accountability? And is there a time where you felt like you weren't accountable for things? And how did that impact you? I love how you asked that question. So Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like honestly, guys, this is, has been honestly one of the biggest things in my life that I have gone through. Like seriously, I'm in therapy right now and I just met with my therapist this past week and we were talking about this and I growing up went through a lot of different things. She calls it trauma, (laughs) different aspects in my life that, you know, I have molded me a certain way or had me, you know, putting up these walls. And I feel like for me, a big thing was defensiveness because I didn't want to like let people in because I've been left and hurt and destroyed in different ways by people close to me. 
And so I'm naturally, over time, it's like a defense mechanism. It's like I'll put up walls and I'll put up big defenses because I don't want to get deep with people and I don't want to let myself be vulnerable and be affected that way because it's like a defense mechanism. It's like, I I don't want to do that. I don't want to like hear you or I don't want to like listen to this or I don't want to go through this or get deep because I'm afraid that once that happens, they're going to leave or I'm going to get hurt and I'm going to get back into a rut that I was when I was hurt when I was younger. And so for me, I'm taking it really deep, honestly, but when it comes to being accountable, like you have to be vulnerable and you have to be open to hearing those things and to asking those questions and to being open to all of that. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to grow and you're not going to be able to progress in your relationships and you're not going to be able to experience the positives that come with all of that. And so just for me personally, I feel like there's been so many times where I have been defensive instead of accountable or I've been like just not willing to take that extra step to be vulnerable. And that's something that I am aware of and I'm doing better at every day. Like it's definitely going to be a lifelong journey for me when it comes to that, just because I've built this up over time and over time and over time and over time. And though I'm 25 and realizing it now and working on it, there's still some things that I have to unpack and work through, but I'm taking the steps to do that. And I feel like it's so important. And I've noticed even people around me who I've noticed have victimized themselves in the past or have been defensive and not been accountable for their words or actions because there's always a defense or there's always a victim mindset. There's been people in my life where I've seen them literally within the last year start turning that around as well. And it's noticeable and it's a beautiful thing when someone can sit to terms with themselves and be like, it doesn't matter why I did this. This hurt this person and this wasn't okay. It doesn't matter what all my victim mindset and my excuses are or my defenses are. I need to be accountable for this and I need to put in work to change it if it's harming the people around me. And it's that mindset of instead of victimizing yourself and saying, oh, I've been through this and I've gone through this. So that's why I am the way I am today and period, end of story, done. It's like, no, like, yes, we've all been through different things. No two people are the same with experience that they've gone through, but you have to be willing to put in the work with yourself to be accountable. Otherwise, you're going to live in a reality that people, like you might see yourself as one way and and you're so far away from how you are in reality that it's just like, it's it's it can get really bad. So I kind of went off on a tangent there, yeah. but I feel like that's so important and like affects me personally. That's a really good example because people really, it's not even like, sometimes it's not even intentional. It's like, you're just not, aware of how you're reacting. And I'm even reading a book about communication. It does say like when someone gets in a state of defensiveness, they lose track of like reality, like almost immediately. And if you are not aware of that, like I will be talking to people and they'll be like, why are you so calm? Or why are you so like, like, aren't you mad? And I'm like, if I talk to you like I'm mad, I'm going to literally sound crazy, just like you sound crazy to me, because we literally both sound crazy because we're both in a state of defense. And so I think that's important for you to just mention that it's something that you might not even realize, but it's important for you to be aware, hold yourself accountable, and still allow that to help you in different spaces in your life. And sometimes too, it's helpful to reflect back. Like I know I've had arguments with other people. I mean, you included my mom, my parents, my friends, my family, like everyone included where we've had like arguments or something before. And I will literally sit 
for days or almost weeks after. And those things will sit and replay in my mind. And I'm just like having this whole moment of reflection of, oh my goodness, I should have done this. I could have said this. I could have done this. So what can I put into place to get better and to be better because of that state of defensiveness? And you realize that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay, can't change the past, but what can I do in the future to be able to help that? So I feel like it's really important. Again, even if you fail and and you do have that tendency, it's not the end of the world. It's okay. Let's continue to move forward and be able to, you know, continue to move forward. So yes, I wanted to point that out because I feel like sometimes it can feel like in the moment, oh my gosh, I did this again or I messed up or I wasn't accountable for my actions or this didn't happen. You want to get better. But, you know, now Abby and I have a few more things that are really important that we want to talk about when it comes to this episode. And this is such an important topic of how to live a happier and more fulfilled life. But guys, we're already over 30 minutes long with this episode. So Abby and I were talking, we're like, let's just do a part two when it comes to this episode, because I mean, who doesn't want to hear more about how to live a happier, more fulfilled life? Absolutely. No, definitely. Because honestly, like we have a lot of different experiences, a lot of things that have just a lot of of up and downs in life that we want to share and a few more steps. So we're going to do a part two. We don't want to hold you guys too long this week, but we do want you to come back next week to hear the rest of our stories, as well as our steps to how to feel happier and more fulfilled in life. Yes. And guys, this was not planned, but apparently this is such an important episode (laughs) that literally Abby and I just, I mean, get super authentic when it comes to talking about it and get super candid with it. So we hope that too, this part one of this episode was really valuable to you. I really enjoyed the conversation as well. And we're really excited to share part two and get into more of the steps we're going to talk about and things we're going to talk about topics related to this episode. So definitely stay in touch with us and get ready for next week's episode where we do a part two and again thank you for listening as always follow us on instagram dm us topics for guest speakers you guys want to hear from or hear about follow our private facebook group and we will see you next wednesday see you next wednesday